0: this is a watchdog morning show rewind here's howard monroe
1: but right now i want to talk with the uh, tom sussman Tom is owner of wmov radio also has a uh, um, marketing and lobbying firm in charleston tsg consulting and uh, longtime friend thomas here good morning sir welcome to the show
2: good morning howard how are you this morning
1: so you you, you feel bad that we didn't mention the bengals in the america absolutely team, right? yeah yeah we're
2: mid ohio <laughs> valley station down there and We've waited so long, and, I mean, last year we finally had some glory, and we think that glory will report, repeat this year. We'll find out on Sunday. Repeat glory. Huh? <laughs> we'll find out this Sunday as the uh, Bengals and the Steelers go head-to-head.
1: Yes, indeed. And we have the Browns game here. They were also not on the list of America's favorite team. Bob, what time is Browns play, or what time did the Browns play? Do you remember? Do you know? uh,
0: The coverage starts at 12, kickoff at 1. That's the Browns at the Carolina Panthers.
1: That's a good right, one. Very good. Oh, be uh, Tom, you let's talk it about it. you. you uh, WMOV Radio did uh, a poll. You, we've, we, you and I have chatted about your polls before, uh, taking a look at some statewide issues. Um, we had Stephen Adams on yesterday talking about the uh, Washington Chamber of Commerce poll. You surveyed in your WMOV poll a couple of issues that were the same. You also did some things that are a little bit different. Let me jump, first of all, because Stephen Adams did a story this morning in the Intel, so let's talk about this. You, you took a look at how Joe Manchin might fare against some other, uh, some potential candidates in the, in his next election, right?
2: Yeah, and, and so bef- kind of frame this before we get started. This was a poll that was conducted um, August 24th through the 26th, 762 people. It's an IVR. It's 95% confidence level, 3.5% margin of error. But yeah, we looked okay, at so- and, and those Joe numbers are 3.5% at,
1: margin of error, not bad, 95% confidence level. So uh, yeah. point being, it's not, it's not a throwaway poll.
2: No, it's not a throwaway poll, but it is an, an IVR, so it gives you a sense of where you, where you are. That means it's a computer poll where they call people's house and they push one or two. Um, if I were going to spend a million dollars of advertising uh, attacking a political candidate, I'd probably do a more targeted poll. But this is a, kind of a shotgun poll, and it gives you an indication where things are. So you, you have to understand what we're talking about here. Uh, right, so yeah, first on the, of all,
1: is, is Joe Manchin very popular?
2: No, he's not. I mean, the, 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 again, but understand, this is after the Inflation Reduction Act vote. A lot of people are in West Virginia may not understand it, and so they're angry about it. But you know, we're two years away from the next general election when he, if he were to run, would be on the ballot. Um, But, yeah, his favorable on this poll is about 26.3%, and unfavorable is 66.1%. That's Um, a mighty
1: big uh, gap.
2: Yeah, but you've got to go up. And then we did some head-to-heads with some of the candidates like Alex Mooney. And in that situation, he's getting 37.9% of the vote to Mooney's uh, 44.9%. So I think there's some anger But I think the people will still vote for him. And, you know, Joe is a guy who's like an institution. You know, after he lost to Charlotte Pritt, everybody said, well, he's done politically, and he came back. Things happened in the administration. He said, oh, he's done. He came back. I mean, so uh, I would never, three years out, count out Joe Manchin.
1: Well, probably even over the course of this year, and I don't have numbers to back this up, but uh, my guess would be if we had polling numbers on a week-by-week basis or month-by-month, Mansion is up and down. Just even this past year, I mean. Well, we did one in he, February. He's remember? the hero and then the goat from from one you know one day to the next.
2: Yeah, you. I think we talked about this back in February, and I think he had an approval rating in the fifty five percent level. I mean, he was an unbelievable amount, and that's back when they had the Build Back Better, and he did not like that six billion dollar version, um, and you know, it was the vote to say no.
1: So. um Matt, head-to-head, head, so let's begin with, so right now, right now, and I want to stress today, right. it could easily change in a month or a week. It certainly could change in two years, so keep right. that in mind. But today, uh, if Manchin were to go up against Morrissey again, what would happen?
2: According to this poll, 49.5% um, would vote for Morrissey and 36.2% would vote for Joe Manchin.
1: Um, Alex Mooney is a guy I'm wondering whether he's ready to move up uh, I have no sense if he will or won't yeah, I Would mean, Mooney the, uh, do better or worse against him?
2: The word around Charleston is that's what Mooney's target is he wants to run against Joe Manchin um, it's 44.9% for Mooney and 37.9% for Manchin with 12% wanting another candidate and 4.9% undecided
1: So uh, pretty pretty similar to the numbers with uh, with Morrissey, right?
2: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, um, Morrissey's got a better spread, um, but Mooney has had some negative hits in the Northern Panhandle and that district uh, during the McKinley race. Morrissey really hasn't had any negatives for eight years against him, so uh, or since the last time he ran for Senate, I guess, which is, will be six years uh, by the time this election comes. So he's been able to rebuild his, his image and kind of get away from the negatives. Um, but if you get in a head-to-head election, you know if you've just heard that taxing Tim O'Neill or Tim, uh, Ryan, uh, Tim Ryan commercial, right. it doesn't take much for him to come after you.
1: Now, uh, executive producer of The Morning Show, Bob Slider, says there is only one person he thinks can actually beat Joe Manchin. Bob, who is that?
0: it's uh it's our governor but i was wrong with uh, david mckinley also tom i thought that yeah, i saw the numbers but i thought eh, good will uh, will win over evil uh, and it didn't happen so now i i'm not so sure but yes i i did say that and i'll stand by it i do think jim justice is the only uh person in the state of west virginia that can beat joe Manchin. and, and so you put I, you a match yeah, out between the two of them disagree. tom how did that turn out yeah, i
2: don't yeah i don't disagree with you um if you if you look at Justice's numbers against Joe on this poll, it's 46.5% for Justice, uh, 32% for Joe. In a lot of ways, Justice and Manchin can kind of pull from a lot of the same supporters. They're both moderates. Uh, They're both middle of the road. They're very pragmatic in the way they look at things. It's not a philosophical-type situation. So, yeah, I think in in, in that race, um, that would be a Donnybrook of a race. I clearly think Mooney, Manchin, you know, um, will have the upper hand. Uh, Morrissey, he's already beat him once. But, again, you know, things change. But I think the Justice Manchin, uh, that would be the race of the century in West Virginia.
1: Tom, you're a pretty astute political guy. You've been around a long time, uh, in and out of politics and in and out of lobbying and so on. So you've got a pretty good sense of things. Uh, If you were Joe Manchin... How would you interpret this poll? What what would you, uh, you know, how would you respond to this poll? I, I know what I would do, but I'm curious what you would do.
2: He, at first, you'd get mad at the guy that gave the poll. Um, that would be you. <laughs> that would be me. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then what I would do is I'd break down all those bills that they've done and go into areas and show, like in Brook County, you know, the, the new boat company, uh, the battery package plant down in uh Taylor County, and I'd really begin to distill to this down to the to the granular level on how it what it means for the people in the little white houses, as Uncle Craigo used to say. Um, I would not try and like defend the president. I wouldn't try and defend the bill, but I would defend its parts and take credit for bringing those particular items to West Virginia to talk about how you're, you know, promoting energy production above all all the above for energy production. I mean, if you break down this bill by its parts, and I'm getting away from the poll, it's a big win for West Virginia. Um, But uh, this is a time when people don't look at that. They just – it's more partisan than it is uh, policy.
1: If I mention I'm looking at this poll, assuming it's reasonably valid, I'm saying, okay – I know that from time to time my popularity goes down. In this case, what twenty one percent is favorable. Yeah. There's favorable numbers. I think you said. So I'm saying, okay, my my numbers go up and down. I can I can work on that. Uh, and if I looked at the matchups here, I would say, uh, in all cases, they're close enough that with a little bit of work, I think I can turn that around. I, I would not be uh, panicked by this poll if I'm Joe Manchin because I know if I'm Manchin, I'm saying to myself, I can make things work. If I got a five, six point difference, I can turn that around. That's the way I would look at this if I'm Manchin.
2: Yeah, and this is the long haul. Remember when first President Bush won uh, Desert Storm came out, I think with a 91% approval rating, uh, got an election with Clinton, and Clinton ended up becoming the president. So these favorable numbers, while they're great to talk about, I think the most important numbers are what are your vote totals or what are, what, what are, are people willing to vote for you? And clearly, even with the frustration, uh, at least 38 percent of the people are willing to vote for Joe Manchin. Um, I I mean, I think that it's – and so we're just really only talking about picking up another uh, 10 points because, you know, there will be a third-party mountain candidate and somebody from the Libertarians, and so you don't need 51 percent to win.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point. Did you do any other head-to-head matchups? Size Mansion, and you look at other candidates or only me? No, we remember?
2: really didn't. Um, we've learned on these IVR polls, it's good to keep them to you know limit the number of questions. But we looked at the abortion issue, and uh, you know when Roe v. Wade was in, was intact, there was limits to what the legislature could do, and so people really didn't pay attention. You know, viability. Time got shorter or, you know, you you can do it earlier test of viability. It's about access. Now it's everything. And so legislators are starting to deal with it, and it's become front and center for the general public. And it's no longer the black and white issue that it was, you know, a year ago. Um, So um, the one that really shocked me is we ask people – What do you think the role, or do you think it's the role of government to ban abortions in West Virginia? We're a conservative state, but only 32.8% believe it's the role of government to ban abortions in West Virginia. And 53.2% said, no, it's not the role of government. Um, And then we asked, you know, there's this whole discussion on, if you know, there are those that want to have a total ban on abortion, with no exception for rape or incest. So we said, um, as a result of overturning Roe versus Wade by the Supreme Court, the West Virginia legislature is considering a total ban on abortions in West Virginia. Some have called for an exception of the ban, abortion ban in the case of rape and incest. Do you strongly support an exception uh, of the abortion ban in the case of rape or incest? And 67.7 percent of the people said they support that exception strongly. And then we ask, do you somewhat support that exception? And 13.9 percent said they somewhat support it. So that gets that up to about 81.6 percent support the, exep- the exemption uh, or the exception. And then about 8.5 uh, percent oppose strongly oppose the exception, and 5.6 somewhat oppose it. So overwhelmingly, West Virginians want exceptions within a ban. And then we ask them if the candidate for the legislature supported a total ban on abortion with no exception for rape or incest, would you, A, vote for that candidate or, B, vote against that candidate? Um, 21% said they would vote for that candidate. 53.9% said they would vote against that candidate. And 25% were not sure and undecided. Uh, and before everybody blames me for putting together what they'll call a Democratic poll, which I don't think it can be when you, with, the, with the mansion numbers, but we did the generic ballot and said there are 100 seats up in the House of Delegates um, this coming election. Are you more inclined to vote for a Democrat, Republican, or third-party candidate? Um, and 30.8% said they'll vote Democratic. 54.4% said they vote Republican. 46 Third-party candidate and 10.2 um, percent undecided. So, I think we got the max of the, the, the match in, in what is the West Virginia electorate. And I think abortion, despite the fact that we're a red state, it's kind of like Kansas. Um, those those two are independent.
1: You know, it's interesting to me, and it's not surprising, but it's interesting. And the Chamber of Commerce poll reflected somewhat the same thing that was released earlier this week. We, we tend to take talking points or, you know, the, the, the talk radio lines. Are you pro choice or are you pro life? When forced to make a choice like that on a talking point, uh, we divide into two camps. But when given more nuance to look at, what is the, role the voting public get? maybe is willing to hear more nuance. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm pro, you know, I'm pro life, but I get that we need some exemptions to, you know, a harsh law. Uh, when given nuance, they begin to look at nuance, and I, I think even in terms of messaging for either side, that's something probably to keep in mind. That that nuance can work, but it has to get past the talking point lines first.
2: Did you see the article where some of the U.S. Senate candidates in some red states are now going in and they're sanitizing their 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 yes. websites? instead of talking about being pro-life, or, or, um, and they're talking now about late-term abortions and kind of really restricting on their, on their, on their pages uh, the language, because I think they're seeing that the public now is tuned into this, and they're not agreeing with the far right and the right-to-life folks on this issue. Um, now, in the Republican primary, which you know, we're in a general election cycle, it's probably a much different situation, but still, I think there's sure. enough Republicans that um, just want the freedom aspect and let people make their own decisions, and they don't want government interfering in the in, in the healthcare decisions. Um, in the, you know, kind of the libertarian approach.
1: Yeah, and again, I, I think that's I, I, if you'd asked me, I would guess that's where most people really are. No, I I don't want to see um, you know abortion on demand, as they call it. But I also understand that there may be occasions where it's necessary, incest, rape, what have you. So now, Tom, just again, using your political expertise, do polls like this and the chamber poll, do legislators take a look at that? They're right in the midst of this special session that maybe will still revisit abortion. Uh, Do they look at this and say, hmm, maybe a more more middle ground approach would make sense?
2: I will tell you that, I got a call from a legislative person who's like mid-leadership, not not upper leadership, but it's tied in with the Republican caucus, and he requested a copy of the poll. I think by virtue of having our poll come out and the Chamber of Commerce poll come out, um, it kind of validates the situation when the two are pretty similar. Um, And so, yeah, I, I would suspect, especially those that are in purple districts, and there are a few of them out there, uh, who have uh, some strong Democratic challengers, uh, yeah, they'll pay attention to this.
1: Any other takeaways from the poll that you want to share with us?
2: No, just people that understand, these are, you know, on, the, on forecasting future races, you know, it's good fodder to talk about. I don't know that I've built my political career on that information, but the stuff on abortion, it's very timely, and I think it's accurate. Uh, and I think that it carries a message for where people are in the states. I think the more real-time abortion issue discussion is is, is more pertinent. The stuff about who's going to get elected in 2024 is just more like uh, ESPN talking head stuff. It's fun to talk about, um, but I take it with a grain of salt. I got you.
1: Tom, always good talking to you. I appreciate it. Uh, keep us next time you have a poll. want to know what's going on. And uh Maybe we'll, get well, we'll be back to in November. Some... We'll
2: be back after the election in November. We're going to try and I'm going to need your help on this, Howard. We want to try and figure out whoever the credible candidates are for governor coming in 2024, and then we want to do a series of polls to try and figure out who that cast of thousand is and who has a good chance at it. So we'll be back with you in uh, in mid November.
1: All right. Good talking to you as always. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Tom. All Appreciate right, thanks. it. Bye. Tom Sassman is, among other things, is the owner of WMOV Radio and its various affiliates. He has four radio stations down there in the Ravenswood area, um, and um, uh, it, it's a couple times a year, they they uh, go out and do these these polls. It's done with Triton Research, a national polling firm, uh, and they it's fairly it is a reputable firm. Uh, so again, it's an IVR poll. That means it's a computerized call. You know, when you get to, you answer the phone, good afternoon. We would like to ask you a few questions. May we do that? And that's that kind of poll, so keep that in mind. Uh, but with that in mind, those numbers to me seem reasonable. And, Bob, so Mansion doesn't have much popularity right now. 21% is his favorable rating. That's pretty bad. But Mansion has gone up and down so much just even in the past year.
0: Yeah, and sometimes if you're feuding with your relative, if somebody sees you out on the street, you ask him about him. you know, you, you, you might not have a good thing to yeah. say. But when push comes to shove, they're still your relative. And, and you said it right. Uh, we still have two years. So even if you're a little bit pissed at him now, we'll see. Yeah. I just don't think Mooney's the guy. I, I really don't. And maybe that's because I hate his guts. Uh, that could be a bad for polling. I just hate his guts. But I, I didn't think he would come in and beat David McKinley as easily as he did. So I just might be wrong. I don't know, Howard.
1: Well, one thing I've been trying to figure out from these two polls this week, the chamber poll yesterday and this poll from WMOV today, both of which, looking just at the abortion issue, show that there are moderates in the state. Even though we are a deep red Republican state, there are moderates here looking at some nuances. You know, by God, I am pro-life. I am not in favor of abortion on demand. But I get that there's a need for some middle ground. Uh, the Moonies of the world are no middle ground kind of guys, you know. Um, so maybe I, I, I'm with you. I think Mooney is just a, I don't start say a joke. He's not a joke, but he's i I don't know what word to use. Uh, he's I, hes bad for the state. Let's put it that way. Um, and maybe, maybe people will see through that. i I, I don't know. In terms of actual elections, this is two years down the road that Manchin's Manchin's running for re-election. We don't even know for sure he's going to run for re-election. I would assume that he would. But the thing I always say, Bob, you hear me say this over and over and over again for for decades, Manchin's popularity rating or his favorability rating, 21%. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. But elections aren't based on favorability rating. They're based on head-to-head matchups. I hate Manchin. Oh, but more Morrissey more. I mean, that's 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 the way elections go. It's not what do you feel about one guy? It's how do you feel about that guy versus the other guy? So uh, what-
0: listen to more interviews and rants from the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on Apple Podcasts.